I know you want to keep everything, but I'm trying to help you not lose balance and be able to manage what you want to master, right? So find out what's repetitious. And then also ask yourself, as you're looking at what you just wrote down from the brain dump, what ideas can be improved? Any ideas that are down here, what can be improved? So as you're asking yourself these questions, now you're going to do step three, which is begin the process of elimination. Yes, honey, it's time to eliminate some of these ideas. You're listening to The Leader's Lab with Dr. Charity TV. Welcome to The Leader's Lab, the podcast created to help millennial multi-passionate entrepreneurs build, organize, launch, and manage their online brands and businesses without losing balance. And now, here's your host, the digital organization development consultant, cross-cultural communication specialist, and your favorite global leader, Dr. Charity C. Campbell. All right. Hello, hello, people, and welcome to the 15th episode of the Leaders Lab podcast. I am your host, Dr. Charity C. Campbell, and we have a great episode in store for you today. You know, we uh, last week we started a new series that is primarily focused on being a multi-passionate um, entrepreneur. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that um, I just posted a few days ago that I am now forevermore using the term entre-leader. And I wish I could get credit saying that I came up with the word, but I did not. But an entre-leader is an entrepreneur and a leader. And you know, that's what I talk about. I talk about being a multi-passionate entrepreneur um, and also being a global leader, a millennial global leader, along with um, how to improve your overall communication. And so when I, when I saw that word, and I had been using it sporadically, but I said, you know what? I really feel like the word entre-leader really resonates with me and my audience, like those who I am called to. And so from here on out, you're going to hear me say entre leader and you know what it is because this episode, I just explained it to you. So we started a series last week for multi-passionate entre leaders. And we are talking about, um, whether or not you can be multi-passionate and do all the things. I, I believe last week we talked about can you actually do all the things? And I answered and said, yes, you can. But you have to learn how to organize and manage your passions so that you can you can do everything without losing balance. And so today's episode, we are going to be talking about five steps to go from clutter to clarity. So this is like the very beginning. Of course, we're going to talk about how you can um, create a strategic action plan and all of those things. But the first thing you got to do, ground one at the bottom, the foundation are these five steps. And so um, I do want to say that for those of you who are like, what is a multi-passionate entrepreneur? Like, what is that? <laughs> well, Marie Forleo 
um, whom I love. She, uh, if you go to marieforleo.com or marietv.com, um, she's amazing. I discovered her back in 2000, around 2007, 2008-ish, but I really paid attention to her in 2016 when I graduated with my doctorate of management. And I had so many different things, many passions that I knew I could be good at. Like, it's not just an idea. Oh, I think I'll be good at this. No, in my heart, like I seriously had a passion for these things. And I'm like, I can do this. I know I can, but I don't want to seem flaky because I have multiple things that I'm doing. So there's got to be something on the internet that can help me define what this is. And so um, I actually found Marie's, she had a uh, a blog post and one of her TV episodes where she was talking about being a multi-passionate entrepreneur, which is what she is. And she coined the term around, two, around the 2000s, the early 2000s, but I hadn't heard about it until 2016. And basically... She talked about how, you know, she was a dancer, then a teacher, and and she had all of these other passions that she did. And when people asked her, like, what she did, instead of explaining to them all of these other things and people looking like, what? I thought you was doing this or doing that. She just started saying, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And so now... We've kind of evolved that thing here with Dr. Charity TV and the Leaders Lab podcast where we are saying, I'm a multi-passionate entre-leader, okay? I, I do multiple things. I lead in multiple areas and I'm doing it without losing balance. That is the key. That is the key to being able to do it all is that you have to, you have to manage it in order to master it. You can, that's a tweetable right there. That's a tweetable. You have to manage it in order to master it. So, what we're going to talk about today is how to go from clutter to clarity. Um, have you ever had entrepreneurial ADHD? We kind of call that, um, and some, well, it's a little different than the shiny object syndrome, but we are going to have an, ob, uh, an episode on that as well. But with the shiny object syndrome, you see something and you're like, oh, I want to do that, or that might be a good idea, or maybe I should, you know, should switch and do that instead. Let's hone it in. And keep the main things the main things because if you already have multiple passions that you are balancing, you don't want to add more to it because somewhere, somewhere you're going to get off balance. So let's focus on the, the primary passions that you have and build on that. And then you can add as you master the current passions that you are managing. So we're going to talk about what your clutter is trying to tell you and how to declutter your mind and your ideas. So the first thing, if you've never heard about brain dumping, brain dumping is your friend. Brain dumping 101 right here at the Leaders Lab podcast. Brain dumping 101. So let's say you have all of these amazing ideas. I mean, you just, you, you want to do this. You have this idea, that idea. You have this book that you want to do, this product uh, that you want to produce, this digital product, this brand. You have so many things that you want to do. And they all seem like they would be very, very profitable. But you, you just, you have so much going on in your mind. Take out some paper. Go old school with it first, okay? Let's use some good old-fashioned pen and paper first and write everything down. I don't know what it is, but there's something that changes within us when we write things down, when we're able to see these ideas and these thoughts go from mind to map, 
when you're just writing it down and you don't have to do it in any type of organized way. It doesn't have to be in bullet points if you don't want it to be. Um, it doesn't have to be numbered or alphabet, uh, you know, alphabetized. It doesn't have to be any of that. Just simply write down, jot down everything that comes to your mind. Now, um, organization that comes later. So you don't have to worry about trying to, you know, say, well, this will be one and this will be two. Just dump everything out of your brain, everything. It doesn't matter if it seems like it makes sense or not. Dump it all out on paper. And once you finish getting everything out on paper, now we're going to step two. And step two is to take a step back, review what you've written down. So you review the clutter and then you begin to organize the clutter. So we have step one, brain dump. Put everything down on paper. You just write all your ideas out. Get every single, leave no idea behind. Okay, write everything out on paper. And then step two is um, you, after you do that, you step back and you review. You take a look at the organized clutter, everything you just wrote down. And there are some key, key things that I want you to ask yourself. Okay, key questions. The first one is, what dominant themes do I see? If I'm writing a lot of, of ideas that I have about, you know, books, maybe book titles, or maybe they're blog posts, blog post titles, um, or maybe I have like a graphic series or, or uh, you know, with graphic images series, or maybe I have um, some type of video series, like just, they're just different things that I have written down and they all kind of coincide together. Now you can identify or categorize them as themes. So you want to think about that. What dominant themes do I see? Then ask yourself, okay, I have the dominant themes. What can I group together? Like what can I combine into a nice cluster that will make, you know, kind of make it seem like it, it, it goes together, like it would go well together. And then also ask yourself, what ideas are repetitious? Maybe it might be like a slight tweak and you're like, mm, I think it's different. I mean, it's kind of similar, but it's different. Boo-boo. Is, is repetitious. Okay. Let's X that out. Delete it. I'm, I know I'm sorry. I know. I, I know you want to keep everything, but I'm trying to help you not lose balance and be able to manage what you want to master. Right? So find out what's repetitious. And then also ask yourself, as you're looking at what you just wrote down from the brain dump, what ideas can be improved? Any ideas that are down here, what can be improved? So as you're asking yourself these questions, now you're going to do step three, which is begin the process of elimination. Yes, honey, it's time to eliminate some of these ideas that you were just like, mm, I want to hold on to it, but I don't really know if it's going to be beneficial for me to exit out. Let's go ahead and cross it out right now. So when you're doing step three, the process of elimination, the first thing, of course, you're going to ask yourself is what can be eliminated? What are the ideas? What are the keys? What are, uh, you know, they're keys that I need to keep. And what are the things that I can let go that I should eliminate? What is not unique enough? There are so many people out here already doing this thing. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. If it's not unique enough, let it go. If it's not unique enough, let it go. If it's not unique to your brand, if it's not unique to your um, to your company, to your business, to your project, to your goal, it's time to eliminate it. You can revisit it later, 
But for right now, it's time to eliminate it. The third thing you should ask yourself in step three is, what will take more time than I'm able to give? Like, of course, you know, you're going to, you're going to allocate time to your tasks, to your projects, to your goal. But if something is going to take far too much time, more time than what you're willing to give, let's eliminate it. Because it's going to, you're, you're not going to enjoy doing it. You're going to see it as, as an arduous task that's going to take up too much time. And so you want to stick with the things that are going to bring you some type of joy. So let's eliminate it or save it for later after you've mastered the current action plan that you're building. Okay. <laughs> All right. So also, I want you to work with the ideas that will create a win right now. Work with those ideas that you say, okay, I know that if I do this now, I can create a win. When I say create a win, I mean it helps you to achieve some sort of success. It doesn't have to be success on a grand level. It doesn't have to be success on a big level. It just needs to be something that you can do now that will help you in the temporary term, like right now, maybe in the next week or the next month or the next three months, something that will help you create a win now that will help boost your morale. I'm telling you, when you win, when you are successful at even the smallest thing, it really ignites your fire and your flames for your purpose. And it makes you want to continue to do more. So work with the ideas that will create a win now. These are the things that you can get started on and you can finish in a reasonable amount of time. Now, the fourth step, all right? So we've already been through three steps. Now we're on the fourth step is to identify and categorize various themes again. So you have, if you've noticed, first you've brain dumped, then you've kind of taken a look to see um, what kind of patterns or themes you have. You take a step back and see it. Then you do the process of elimination. And now that you started eliminating things, now you're coming back to identify and categorize themes again, because you've already started weeding out the extra. And now you're really honing in on the most important parts of your ideas the most important parts of your desired goals. And so as you begin to do that, what you do now is identify themes. You still have your other themes, but now let's identify the prominent themes. What are the themes that we're going to keep? And what are the themes that are not significant enough? They're not significant enough to kind of go on with this passion, with this idea, or with this project. And so once you do that, you ask yourself, can this be grouped with another idea? This is how we're, we are consolidating, okay? So we're, we're taking everything that's cluttered. We're taking everything that, that was all jumbled up before. We have it written on paper. We have it just, you know, we have everything written out and now we're starting to section off different themes. We're starting to plan it a little bit better. We, we're, we're getting it organized, okay? And so... You say, here's a cluster of, of ideas that form a theme. So I can use this cluster right here. This will be one thing. For me, I had um, I have three, uh, three main areas of focus with my Dr. Charity TV brand. Now, I also have my travel brand and I have my health and wellness brand. Those are two separate. So what I had to do was move those off to the side 
and do a completely separate decluttering strategy for those so that I could get clear on what each one of those brands would represent. For my Dr. Charity TV brand, I focus on millennial leadership. I focus on multi-passionate entrepreneurialism, and I also focus on cross-cultural communication and the ways that we communicate with ourselves. But I didn't start out with that. I started out with so many different things that it was just all over the place, but I had to fine tune it. I had to fine tune all of these, eliminate so many. I had great ideas. Let me tell you, I had ideas that I thought was just so amazing. I'm like, oh, this is good. I'm going to keep this. And as I continued to work more, I realized that some of the ideas that I was trying to hold on to were actually holding me back. It was actually, they were actually stifling my creativity. And if you ever find yourself in that place to where your, your, your creativity is beginning to, to stifle, you, you're not being innovative anymore because you're so busy trying to make this one thing work. It might be time to let that go. Because the thing that you're, the idea that you're trying to hold on to, it, it may be a great idea. It may be something that's going to work well for you in the future, but you have to let it go now and focus on what you can win with now so that it boosts your confidence enough. It boosts your morale. It, it gets you really rocking and rolling so that when it's time for you to approach the other idea that, that really wasn't it really wasn't prospering at that time in the past. Now you can look at it from a different strategic angle because you've already worked with and mastered the multiple passions that you're working on now. Does that make sense? So if it does, let me know, leave it in the comments below because I want to know if this is resonating with you. Okay. So you identify the cluster of ideas that form a theme and you ask yourself, what are the major ideas or topics that stand on their own? These major ideas or topics that stand on their own, they're going to be your prominent themes. Like for me, again, mine was millennial leadership, um, also multi-passionate entrepreneurialism and uh, uh, with that. So before it was multi-passionate, multi-passionate entrepreneurialism, it was really about um, digital organization development. So that the multi-passionate entrepreneurialism actually falls up under digital organization development. And as I was picking out these themes based on my passions and also based on just things that I know, okay, I can do this. I've ha I have experience in this. I'm learning more about this. I've worked in this. I've taught this in my university classes. So as I'm looking at all of these things, I'm, I'm forming the primary themes that would work for me, that would work for me, even with the different the different categories. That's part of what we're doing here. We're, we're finding the major ideas or topics that stand on their own. And then we're looking at the minor ideas or topics that can classify as subtopics under the primary topic. So that's why when I was talking about um, digital organization development and multi-passionate entrepreneurialism, now we're also looking at brand identity, like online brand identity, how to build an online brand, how to build an online presence. All of those are subtopics. Those are subtopics for me. Now, for someone else, for someone else's brand, that's probably going to be a primary thing. But for me, it's a subtopic because that's not the only thing that I will be focusing on. Does that make sense? If so, let me know. I want to hear from you, okay? Let me know. 
Now, once you have your themes and your clusters put together, you should see something that looks like a beautifully organized sequence that you created. And the importance of sequencing is that you create this step-by-step organized categorization process, right? It's this step-by-step organized clarification process where you have gone from a whole bunch of ideas just jumbled up in your mind to clarity. You have these you have these themes put together so that you can be able to build systems with them. Now, we're not going to focus on the systems today. That's going to come soon. That's going to come either in the next episode or the episode after that. I have to go back and look at my notes. But first, you got to create the themes, right? Create the themes. And so Once there's a bit more of structure, now we can move on to the fifth step, to step five, which is organizing the clutter on a greater level. So you've already organized what you want things to look like. You've already organized. You have your themes. You have it set out. Now, guess what? You got to go over it all over again. We're not adding in anything extra. We're just, this is how we're we're weeding everything out. We're weeding everything out, okay? So now we're going to go through the second round of elimination. And honestly, you can have as many rounds as you need because when I was going through my process, and I've done this several times, (laughs) several times, um, as I went through my process, sometimes I found that I needed to do the elimination process four or five times. It just depends on the amount of ideas that you have and also the amount of clarity that you really desire to have with your multiple passions. And so this, you know, you go through your second round of elimination, you can go through as many of them as you need. And then once you finally hone in on what you want your themes to look like, what your multiple passions are, you have a clear understanding of the clusters, the the themes. Then you ask yourself, well, which one should come first? For me, I told you I have three that I focus on, right? I focus on millennial leadership. I focus on uh, digital organization development, which is also the multi-passion entrepreneurialism. And I also focus on, um, instead of just saying cross-cultural communication, let's just add in communication because cross-cultural goes up under that as well as strategic, as well as personal and relational and all of those. So I have those three. Now, as I have those, now I know specifically what I want to work with. When you have that, ask yourself, what should come first? My primary, my primary passion with Dr. Charity TV is leadership. And it's not just because I am a doctor of management. It's not just because, I, you know, I my specialty is in global leadership. It's not just because I am a global leader, an expat. It's not just because, you know, I've been a leader since I was a child. It's, it's not because of that. It's just because I have a heart for leadership. When you identify your themes. When you identify and you hone in on, you you know, you've gone through the whole um, uh, brain dumping and writing everything out and you've, you've got your themes, focus, take a look at the one that really, really has your heart first. That's the one that you start with. That's the one that's going to be your primary theme. Okay. And then once you have, uh, once you have that, then you can decide what comes after. So for me, leadership was first, then digital organization development came next because I have experience with online branding, um, working in online marketing for various nonprofit organizations and companies. So all of that, but, it, but my love and my passion for that isn't as strong as leadership. 
So that's why it came second. And so the same thing I say to you, whatever you have experience in and whatever you're, you're good at, that can come second. Do the, you know, have, you know, the saying, do what you love, love what you do. Let that one, I'm sure you're going to have so many themes that come out of that. Let that one be your primary. And then what you're really good at after, you know, what you love and what you're good at, and then what you're, what you're good at, what you might not necessarily love so much, let that one be the second thing that you focus on. And then you can keep going down the level like that. And you'll notice that again, you'll start to see this beautiful sequence. And so you take a look at the bigger idea and you see which ideas can be consolidated into the smaller groups that have similar themes. For example, communication. Now, just because communication is a third doesn't mean that I love communication less. I'm just, I'm a natural communicator. Um, and then also in my undergraduate, I did my, uh, my specialty was communication studies. And so, um, Learning the different ways of communicating, um, especially across cultures, as I continued my studies and I started looking at new media journalism and I started looking at uh, global leadership and, and cross-cultural communication and multinational corporations and how to communicate and, and create networks within those systems. As I started looking at, at communication that way, it didn't necessarily mean that I loved it less. It didn't mean that. Um it's just, it's just the third thing that I do because it comes supernatural to me, um, which I guess some people could say, well, why wouldn't that be the second thing? I'm, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know why that doesn't come second, but it's in the mix. It's in the number. Okay. So I do have, you know, like I said, the leadership, the digital organization development and the communication. Now with those things, when you start to um, group those things together on a, on a greater level after you have gone back through the elimination process as many times as you need. When you start looking at, like, for example, I just um, completed a series on negative self-talk, like how to transform negative self-talk into positive affirmations for yourself. That was a theme, a smaller uh, theme, something that was added under communication because it's how we talk to ourselves, how we communicate with ourselves. And so that's what I mean when I say to um, find smaller ideas that can support the main idea um, or the function of a more significant idea. The more significant idea here is communication, but negative self-talk. That's a, you know, a smaller idea that can support the function overall of communication. So find what it is that you, um, your primary things and things that you're just like, I can't part with that. Like, I just cannot, I just can't do away with this. Like, I, I really like this idea. Then see where it can fit under uh, another category or another theme. Okay. And be honest with yourself. This is the biggest thing. I had to do that. Be honest with yourself because although our brains are, are very smart, we're wise, we're intelligent, we're amazing, not every idea is significant. I'm just going to tell you, okay? If nobody else is going to tell you, let me tell you, okay? Not every idea is going to be significant. And I know you're going to want to hold on to it, but you got to let it. I think you better let it go. You're going to have to let it go. Even if it's something that you come back and you visit a little bit later down the line. For now, 
baby, bye, bye, bye. You got to let it go. Okay. Because again, like we talked about before, if you're trying to hold on to the idea that is not uh, conducive for your success at the moment, it's going to hold you back. It's going to hold you back. And we're not trying to be, uh, we're not trying to stunt our, our growth. We're not trying to do that. We are trying to grow and win, right? Okay. So you got to let it go. Be honest with yourself. It's not, it's, not all ideas are not all ideas are significant, um, and so the whole process is you brainstorm. This is how we get all of these ideas, right? We we brainstorm and then we brain dump, and then we declutter, and then we take it through that clarifying uh, that clarifying process, that clarification process that I just reviewed with you with those five steps. And so again, I want to go over those five steps again. Let me scroll back through. So the first step that you do, do of course, is you brainstorm you brain dump, you write it down, write everything down on paper. The second thing is after you dump it out, you take a look and then you begin to organize the clutter. After you organize the clutter, you begin the process of elimination the first time, the first time. Then the fourth step is to identify and categorize your various things. After that, step number five, you come back and you begin the elimination process again on a greater level. And you start honing in on what uh, primary themes you see and what are the themes that you should keep. Remember, I, I have to say it again because I feel like somebody needs to hear this again. Not every idea is significant. It's okay to let it go. It's okay to let it go. You'd be amazed at what will happen in your life when you start to let things go that are holding you back. That's a word for somebody. I'm not going there with y'all right now. But this is how we are taking just a simple brainstorm process. This is actually my brainstorm process that I go through. Um, and I've shared it with clients before. I've shared it with friends. I've shared it with family members. And it works. I'm sure you probably have a similar brainstorming process, maybe. Or, or maybe you don't. That's why you're listening to this podcast or why you're watching right now. So think about that. This is just a simple brainstorm process that we turn into a comprehensive strategic plan of action in the upcoming episodes. Okay. So all the, all the brainstorming ideas that you have written down, we're going to do something with this. So make sure you go through this process. Okay. Go through this process and remember to be authentic, be honest with yourself. What works best for you in your profession right now? What ideas do you have that's going to work for you in your area of influence? right now. Don't think about somebody else. Don't try to be like anybody else. Don't try to have, you know, this exact same ideas as somebody else. What works for you? What will work for you in your area of influence, in your field, in your career, in your profession? What's going to work for you? Now, I I want to mention my tweetable again because I, I want somebody to tweet this out and you can also, you know, Write it as a quote on LinkedIn or Facebook. Make sure you tag me, okay? Dr. Charity TV. You have to manage it to master it. I'm going to say it again because I feel that thing down in my spirit. You have to manage it to master it, okay? You have to manage it to master it. And next week, we're going to talk about what to do with your new your newfound clarity. So today, we really focused on the clarity. Next week, we're going to talk about what to do with that newfound clarity, how to take your uncluttered ideas and organize them into a strategic plan. 
And also remember, we're working on this series because I want to help you manage your multiple passions and ideas so you can go from concept to creation to consistent execution and implementation without losing balance. Listen, thank you for tuning in to the 15th episode of the Leaders Lab podcast. Today, we are continuing in our multi-passionate Entre Leaders series, five steps to go from clutter to clarity. Subscribe to the Leaders Lab podcast, download today's episode, rate, comment, and share so we can continue to reach millennial global leaders all around the world. You can follow me on Instagram at www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Charity TV or simply at Dr. Charity TV. The same for Instagram and uh, for Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and LinkedIn as well. And on Facebook, it is Dr. Charity TV page. Thanks for tuning in and I will catch you next week in the lab. Thank you for listening to the Leaders Lab podcast. Visit our website at www.drcharitytv.com and follow us on all social media platforms with at Dr. Charity TV.